0: الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن يعمل من الصالحات من ذكر او انثى وهو مؤمن فلانحيينه حياه طيبه قال تعالى في مقام آخر ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب Most respected علماء brothers and elders.
1: Allah Taala created every single thing in this universe and then provided. The needs of every creation, Allah Taala provided the needs for whether it's insan, whether it is the animal, whether it is the birds, whether it is the fish, whatever creation Allah Talab has created, Allah Taala provided the needs of that creation as well. اعطى كل شيء Allah Talab created everything. And then Allah Ta'ala gave it its direction, its guidance of how it should go about its day-to-day life and fulfill its needs. If it is the little ant that Allah Ta'ala created, so that ant has to find its nourishment sometimes at a distance by way of smell. Is insan the size of his nose? Yet, for example, one let alone one speck or drop of honey, a whole bottle of honey, maybe he might sometimes not even get any fragrance out of it. He might not be able to smell it, despite the size of his nose. But put one drop of honey now. One ant. What is the size of that ant to start off with? The whole ant, its entire body structure, everything, its legs and its head and its body and everything is what size and in that whole thing is its nose so what a fraction of the size of the rest of that ant must be its nose and one slight speck of that honey it will smell from a distance away and the insan in his nose alone how many ants might but he can't get it and this ant can get it from such a distance who created that sense of smell Allah Ta'ala created it (coughs) And even that little mosquito, which is in sense so irritating, there's so much to take from as a lesson from this, in terms of the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala uses this example in the Qur'an Sharif as well, meaning the mosquito itself. Allah Ta'ala gives the example of mosquito, even something lesser than that. This mosquito comes into a place which is total, in total darkness. One person is sleeping, and that too is hovered almost 95% of his body is covered. And there's one slight part of his body that is visible only. And in the total darkness, it's a huge room. He might be in the middle of this masjid. And that mosquito finds him where he is. And then to finds exactly that part of the body that is now uncovered. And it manages to do his job. And he only gets to know after the event. How it finds him? In darkness... Somebody else, in insan with two big eyes, and maybe he's wearing another two eyes on top of it, four eyes. He walks into that room, he can't see anybody, anything. And this mosquito finds him. It finds him through his body heat. Now where did that sense come into that mosquito, that via the body heat, and what is the size of that mosquito? So how sharp is that perception in this little creature that Allah has created? that from what distance it is homing in right into this place where this body heat is coming out from. This is the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala created all these things. And then that mosquito, it needs to now do its job. So before it stings the person, on the surface of the skin, it gives off a kind of anesthetic, just around the area that it will finally bite. So when it bites at that time, the person doesn't even know what happened. When that snout of it went deeper, under the skin only then he realizes, by then it's too late, it's already gone. Where did all this come from? That was its need, Allah t'ala created it. So Allah t'ala created everything, created its needs. Insan, he has his needs, he feels hungry, he feels thirsty, Allah t'ala created food and drink for him. He feels hot. He feels cold. All his needs have been fulfilled for the heat, for the cold. He gets sick. There are things for him to now take care of his needs at that time. So all these physical needs of insan also Allah Ta'ala has provided. But insan is not only this physical self. Just as there is this physical self of insan which has its needs of food, of drink, of Being able to fulfill all the other basic necessities of life, the real part of insan is his ruh, his soul. And just as his physical self has needs, his ruh, his soul also has a need. If those physical needs are not fulfilled, the person is not managing to eat. He's hungry, but there's no food. What happens? After some time, he cannot bear the pangs of hunger. He is now totally restless. He is now groaning and moaning because he needs to eat. His physical need is food. So just as when these physical needs are not fulfilled, this insan is in a very difficult situation. Likewise, this ruh, the soul also has a need. Its primary need is to recognize Allah Ta'ala. That is its inherent primary need. And when the soul doesn't recognize Allah Ta'ala, and the basic level of recognition is Iman. If the soul is without that Iman, without that basic level of recognition, then the soul is sometimes even worse than the soul of an animal. Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Qur'an Sharif. Illa kal an'am, bal hum this is referring to those who have no iman. Wa says they have hearts, but they understand nothing with it. They have sight. They can see, but can see nothing. They are seeing everything, but seeing nothing. How many things we also see? How many things do we really see with the eye of Ibrat? How many times we see what has been the end result of somebody's action? What it did to him? Where it took him? What kind of destruction it brought to him? Somebody was involving himself in some haram, some particular issue, whatever it may have been. And Allah forbid, it got exposed. Now he came to know the whole story. But yet after having heard and seen whatever it is but we don't take any breath. We don't take a lesson. We get burnt ourselves in that fire once, twice. But we saw what it did to us the last time. We saw where it took us and landed us. What kind of havoc it created in our deen, in our spiritual selves. What kind of difficulties it brought even in our dunya. But this insan doesn't take ibadth. They have ears. They listen to everything but hear nothing. They listen to everything but hear nothing. Meaning that which will take them to Allah Taala. So that basic level of iman, if it's not there, then Allah Taala says inhum illa ami balhum adal. They are like animals, rather worse than animals, because that animal also on the day of Qiyamah all the animals after retribution has been taken. In the hadith it comes that a horned animal that had harmed another animal in this world, then retribution will take place on the day of Qiyamah. Imagine if there is this retribution and evening the balances off between animals on the day of Qiyamah. What about insan? And this is the reason why prior to the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, once he stood on the bimber, close to his parting from the world and he addressed the Sahaba Kiram and he said if anybody has anything to sort out do it now in dunya. Before that day when it's too late to sort it out. And then Nabi Salaam himself he says if I have harmed anybody please come and exact your revenge today now. And one person wakes up and he says a certain day you hit me on my shoulder, on my back. So Nabi Salaam says, You come and do it too. Can we imagine who is saying it? Allah's Nabi Salaam, standing on the member of Masjidun Nabawi Salaam, and he's saying, Welcome, you're welcome, come do it now. Person comes and then he says, But when you gave me that shot, I didn't have any upper garment. You have a cloth, upper sheet. So it's not going to be equal. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam takes off his upper garment. Takes off that sheet from his back. He says, go ahead. Can we imagine the scene? All the Sahaba are present. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the masoom Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. But when he does that, the Sahabi then embraces him and he kisses the seal of Nubuat, he says this was my objective nothing else, is there any question of any, where did you even hit me, that was probably a pat out of affection and just uh, in a good manner, where can there be any question of any revenge this was my objective, but Nabi ﷺ went to that extent that he even took off his upper garment that you want to take revenge, take it now, don't leave anything for the Akhirat So this is when the reality of Akhirat is in front So in any case, this insan is made up of this ruh and this body. The body has its needs. The primary need of this ruh is the ma'rifat and the recognition of Allah Ta'ala. And when he gains the recognition of Allah Ta'ala that iman comes, now that has its own needs. Now he has recognized Allah Ta'ala is my creator. Allah Ta'ala is the one who has brought me into existence from non-existence. So I should worship Allah Ta'ala alone. So now the Ruh has the need of all the ibadat. Now I should be making ibadat for Allah Ta'ala alone. Then the Ruh has all the various subsidiary needs that come from this. The need of the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, the need of tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif to give it that extra nourishment and strength. So all these are the needs of this Ruh. So as we said, when the body is not given its needs, it is starved of food, of drink then the body is in a terrible state but when the ru is not given its need then the ru suffers and the body suffers also because the ru is king the soul is the main part if the soul is gone then that body is only worth being buried then the body loses its name also before it was called by its beautiful titles and all the long long titles and the beautiful names, and this is Muhammad, and Ahmad and Ismail and Yusuf and whoever. And now they say it's the Janazah. In one moment the name went away, the titles went away, everything went away. Where is the Janazah? And lower the Janaza. So that everything went away in one hit. What happened? This ru went away. When the ru went, all these titles and degrees and everything went away with it. So the ru is the itself main thing and if that Ruh is deprived of its needs then the Ruh suffers, the body suffers with it. So this is something that we need to focus on, on giving this Ruh what it requires. And when this ru is given what it requires, then this body is in dunya, the dunya has a place of full of challenges. But if the Ruh is sustained, if the Ruh is nourished, well that despite the challenges that the physical self will fa- face, this rule will still be at peace and at ease. This heart won't be in turmoil. The body might be in pain, but the heart won't be in turmoil. These are two separate things. It does not mean that if his, the ruh is going to be at peace, then a person will never get sick. He'll get sick. Allah's Nabi, such a great Nabi, Hazrat Ayyub Ali Salatu Wasalam, And how sick he got, and for how long he got sick, that nobody wanted to come close to him also. As a result of the leprosy that he suffered, pieces of the flesh was falling off his body. And everybody abandoned him. He got sick also, and so sick. And for how long? According to some narrations, 40 years But, what Allah Ta'ala says about him, that ni'mal abd, innahu kana That innahu kana sabira ni'mal abd. That he was someone very patient. What a wonderful servant of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is praising him. That his heart was at peace in that condition also. The challenge of the physical self was there, but the heart was at peace. So when the soul is nourished well, it doesn't mean that a person won't get sick. Dunya is dunya, he might get sick also. But you won't be in turmoil. These are two separate issues. Being in turmoil is a different thing. To the extent the iman will be strengthened, to the extent this yaqeen, this conviction in Allah wa ta'ala will be there, to the extent that a person has this focus towards Allah ta'ala, and to that extent this heart will be in peace, despite the challenges. In terms of conditions that prevail, Poverty, difficulties, hardships Then who could have had greater difficulties Than what Rasulullah faced Poverty? Who could have faced The poverty he faced Hazrat Aisha Siddiqah anha He says that sometimes One moon would pass Then the second moon Then the third moon In other words two months have passed in between Three moons, two months have passed in between and there was no fire lit in the house of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No fire lit, meaning nothing to cook. There was nothing to cook. No meat, no vegetable, nothing. For two months consecutively. So, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is narrating this. And she's saying Nabi Sallallahu homes, and not one, all his wives at that time, nine homes at one time. This is a condition. The narrate, as Aisha is narrating it the person hearing it, the student is asking the two months nothing to cook, how did you all spend the days, how did you survive In illa wal ma. That's dates and water, two months consecutively dates and water morning or afternoon or evening or any time of the day if there was anything available to eat it was dates and water and what kind of dates the dates that Nabi Islam often had, and this too is explained in our Hadith of Shama'il, that ma ma that even the last grade of dates, the Z grade, we call the A grade and the B grade, the Z grade, that too Nabi Islam didn't have in such quantity with which he could fill his stomach, meaning satiate the hunger. It did some job, but that level of gray dates also wasn't of that quantity that the entire need was fulfilled. That too was like a half stomach kind of thing. That level of dates, which is the Z grade, daqal. So who could have faced more than that? The time when the battle of the trench, the sahaba are busy digging the trench. And it was a huge task. And middle of winter, and Madinah Manovara, somebody who has experienced the winter of Madinah Manovara, it's beyond even what the Johannesburg winter is. So it's very cold. And now they're busy with this very difficult task of digging the trench. And this severe hunger. And this difficult job. Eventually the Sahaba come. And in order to show what they are undergoing, to try and present their situation, asking for some kind of well, whatever. Whatever Nabi Sallallahu may provide for them. So in that time, if a person was experiencing severe hunger, there used to be a kind of stone, a specific kind of stone that used to be tied to the belly. This used to cool the pangs of hunger to some extent. So the Sahaba came and they opened their bellies to expose the stone. Each one has got the stone tied to his belly to try and explain without saying any word that this is our condition we have now reached this stage that we were forced to even tie these stones to our bellies so Allah's Nabi what answer would he give them and where would he bring so much of food to feed all of them from so what did he do he explained to them his own condition he uncovered his belly and they see he's got two stones tied but despite all these halat all these conditions what is the condition of his heart condition of his heart allahumma lakal hamdu hamdan daiman iman ya allah continuous shukr and hamd and praises for you ya allah every gratitude for you filled with shukr from one from the first moment of the day till the last moment the entire day of nabi sawum filled with shukr Alhamdulillah, ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur his eyes have opened in the morning and the first thing is at the time of Tahajjud, he is waking up. The first thing is shukr. Alhamdulillah. This is the expression of shukr. All the conditions, all the difficulties, and then this, apart from this poverty and apart from all these situations, then the enemy pouncing and whatever else. But shukr. So his heart was totally with, at peace with Allah Ta'ala. The heart wasn't in turmoil. So, what is the situation that we face unfortunately? that because of this iman not being to the level that it should be. The challenges of dunya are there, but we find ourselves in this turmoil often. And a person sometimes becomes so overwhelmed with the condition and the situation. Allah forbid, people start then contemplating suicide and whatnot. This is all as a lack of this yaqeen and the strength of faith in the heart. So where will this come from? This composure, not getting affected in any way, person being at peace, being at ease within himself, when his focus is towards Allah wa ta'ala. The same incident of the Battle of the Trench, after that Javi r.a saw what Nabi s.a.w. is going through. This is the extent of his hunger. He comes away home and he asks his wife, is there something? So she says, well, this is little bit of Bali like in our estimation roughly like about 3 kilos, 3 kilos of bali, And there is this little kid, baby goat. So he says, okay, quickly grind that and start making the flour for the for baking bread with it. And he went and slotted that little baby goat. Now baby goat, how much of meat is going to be in that little animal? So his wife said to him that, Look, you go and invite Wasallam, and ask him to come with just a few people, because this is all we have. And then she tells him as he's leaving, please don't disgrace me. Don't disgrace me, please. You bring so many people that we now we run short. Then it'd be a source of disgrace for us. That we call them and we can't feed them. So now he comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam quietly and whispers to him that this is all we have prepared, there's a little bit of Bali and this little baby goat, this kid. So whoever, ten of your sahaba and companions who you wish, bring ten and come, and all we have is this much to provide. So when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam hears this, he announces to the entire group of sahaba busy there, everybody, says, Jabir has given all of you an invitation, everybody come along. So now jabir the Javir runs ahead, he is perplexed now. What do we do? He comes home before Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes and Nabi Sallallahu sallam gives him the instruction that you go quickly and make sure that that flour that has been prepared, cover it and don't uncover it till I come. And that meat which is cooking, leave it covered on its fire. Don't uncover it and leave it there. Don't take it off from there till I get there. Now, Jabi runs home. And he tells his wife, that Nabi Islam is bringing all the people, that all the sahaba. He had invited 10. How many are coming? All the sahaba. This is like 700 people. So first his wife got very, very upset. She said, didn't I tell you, don't disgrace me? She so says, but I told Nabi Islam. She said, you told him? She says, yes, I told him. She says, well, then don't worry. You told him? But he's aware. He's aware, then don't worry. This is the response of his wife that as long as Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is away of it then we got nothing to worry about. Everything will come right. So what is the lesson in this? In any case then in that incident Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam comes then he takes some saliva of his Mubarak saliva and puts some into that flour and some Mubarak saliva into that pot. And then he says get some of your neighbors to help your wife to keep making the bread and he himself carried on dishing out of that pot. And keeping it covered. And ten Sahaba came at a time and ate and left, and the next ten came and ate and left. And after everybody ate and left, as Jabir says that when I finally opened off that cloth of that bread and off took that cover of the pot, I don't know whether there was more before we started eating or more after we started eating. After we finished eating. It appeared that there was more food left over after we finished eating compared to what it was when we started off. This was the majiza of Rasulullah Wasallam. But the lesson in this was, that as soon as he told her, he assured her, that I have informed Nabi Alaihi He said, fine, then you've got nothing to worry about. What is the lesson in this? As long as what we are doing is in conformance to the sunnah, person is leading his life in conformance to the way of Rasulullah Wasallam. Then there's nothing for him to worry about. Hazrat Hajra ta'ala anha she is being left behind by Ibrahim Wasallam. In that barren place, no water, no means of survival, nothing. And now he's leaving. And she is obviously going to be concerned. Now she's got this little infant child. She's going to be left alone. So he asks him, "You leaving us here? Nothing for us to survive on. You going away?" So he keeps quiet because he was ordered not to say anything. And the second time, same question, no answer. Third time, same question, no answer. So eventually, she asks the question differently. That Allahu Allah commanded you to do this. So he indicates yes. He said, then Allah ta'ala won't allow us to perish. Go ahead. Now the heart is so much at peace. Why? Despite the challenge. The challenge is there. 700 people are coming to eat. We got barely anything to feed 10 people. What a challenge. But Nabi is away. So this is the conformity to the Sunnah. Then don't worry. The challenge will be overcome. The Hajra radiallahu anh, is seeing this challenge in front of her. I'm going to be left alone here in this barren place, this child of mine, no means of survival. But then, no, no, this is the command of Allah Ta'ala, but rest assured, everything is fine. The challenge is still there, but the heart is in peace. So this heart will come in peace when there is this conformity to the command of Allah Ta'ala and to the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Challenges of dunya are dunya. Everybody, nobody is exempt from this. If Allah's Nabi faced these challenges, who are we? Yes, we must keep asking for afiyat. Keep asking Allah ta'ala to protect us from every trial, every tribulation, every test. But dunya is dunya. And in varying degrees, everybody has their own challenges. But if our focus is towards Allah, ta'ala, our heart is focused towards Allah, ta'ala, then these challenges. Even if it is there, the heart won't be in turmoil. So what is the thing to do now is to move in this direction, to strengthen this iman, to bring in this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is in the heart, to that extent it will be at peace. Allah بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ innul qulub. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, do the hearts get peace. This remembrance is essentially itaat that person who is obedient to Allah Ta'ala is remembering him. And then is the zikr of the tongue as well, the verbal zikr. Nabi Islam has emphasized this in so many places. Allah Ta'ala has emphasized it in the Qur'an Sharif. That was, Zikran Remember Allah Ta'ala excessively. The zikr brings strength to the heart. It brings that noor in the heart. But, a person says, I'm making zikr, but I don't seem to be finding that peace. So the Quran Sharif is saying with the zikr of Allah, do the hearts get peace? I don't see are getting that peace. So if a fish is three quarter in the water and quarter of the fish is sticking out of the water, will that fish be in peace? If that fish is sticking out a little bit out of the water also, it can't be in peace. It will get complete peace when it is completely submerged in the water. So likewise, the zikr, when we are submerged in the zikr, when our hearts and souls and actions and everything is in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, when we are in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala and this verbal remembrance as well, now when there is this kamil zikr, complete zikr, there will be kamil itminan. When there is this complete and total zikr, there will be this total peace. If a person is 50-50, that fish is half in and half out so 50 50 then when there is incomplete zikr there will be incomplete peace so the thing is to bring ourselves to this complete zikr this total zikr this total remembrance of allah taala in action in word in everything the heart also in allah taala's remembrance otherwise to the extent that this indifference is within us that this is a fire every sin is a fire because every sin is linked to Jahannam. In the Hadith, Nabi Islam says that truthfulness, this guides a person towards righteousness. And that righteousness takes him to jannat So that good, that honesty, that truthfulness, this is linked to Jannat. Now this is one example, one good action, one good deed. وَإِنَّ the person lies, that lies takes him to all kinds of other evil and sin. And that sin takes him to jahannam. So this lying is linked to jahannam. And all sin is linked to jahannam. And the effects of that jahannam start coming in dunya already. But way, on the heart of the person. The person can continue doing haram as much as he wants to try and satiate himself. He will only keep increasing his restlessness, nothing else person thinks, let me try and entertain myself with this haram. I'll feel a little bit relaxed. So now he's starting off looking at some haram on his phone, or in the internet, or whatever else. He's trying to relax himself. All he's going to do is increase his agitation, his restlessness, his frustration, because he's linking himself to Jahannam. And that effect of Jahannam is coming directly onto the heart. And when he will make that little mujahada, then that hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which Allah Ta'ala's words, hadith qudsi that, sahmum min sihami That this evil glance, this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. And the person who forsakes it out of my fear, I will give him such iman that he will taste its halawa, its sweetness. Now when a person has some sweetness, he's tasted something sweet, from head to toe he feels good. Now when that sweetness has come directly in his heart, then what do you ask about that? So then he will taste that happiness despite the challenges. And he'll feel satiated, he'll feel satisfied, he'll feel a sense of fulfillment. Because his heart is getting that direct nourishment out of the zikr, out of this taking uh, this mujahada in pain for the love of Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala gives in place of that the sweetness of imam. Now he doesn't need to entertain himself with anything. He is self-entertained within himself. He doesn't need anything. So this is the way to move to feed the soul, this rule. It has its needs. We are, unfortunately, 90% of our focus is on the physical self. Let alone, there used to be a time when there were beauty palace for women, now there's beauty palace for men also. And this become, seeming to become the norm and the trend. Thousands of rands people will be spending on just shining the physical self. But is the soul shining? How much of effort is being made on the soul, on the ruh That is the real thing. It's all effort is being made to feed the horse and groom that horse and make it something of its kind. But in the process, all the effort is going and focus going to the horse and the rider is being starved. So the rider is being starved. How long is the rider going to remain on the horse? And how far will that horse reach? That horse will also fall somewhere, and the rider will fall somewhere, because that rider has starved. But if that rider is well and healthy, then he'll still get that horse to his destination. This is the simple thing that we have to turn towards Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, we have to feed this ruh, feed the soul, bring that nur of Allah ta'ala in the hearts into our soul, that noor of iman, that noor of taqwa, that nur of the zikr of Allah wa ta'ala, that nur of righteousness, then, despite the challenges that will come, and sometimes do come, Allah ta'ala give us afiyat and save us, but sometimes that challenges come, despite whatever challenges come, a person's heart will still be forever at peace. Our Hazrat Wala, Hazrat Mawah Shah, sahab, he used to repeatedly say, bring one Allah wala and show me, bring one Allah wala and show me, who committed suicide or even contemplated it, whereas the difficulties and the challenges that many of them faced, maybe entire communities put together didn't face that one person's challenges. But in all that too, this was never ever something that could come close to their minds and hearts. Why? Because the heart was at peace. The heart was still composed, natural human pain they felt also. They even sometimes expressed that pain. They were insan, like us, but their hearts were never overwhelmed. And that comes out of the level of iman, this faith, this yaqeen, this taqwa, and turning to Allah Ta'ala in every situation. There is some situation, two rakat salah, turning to Allah Ta'ala. And then Allah Ta'ala's help comes. And sometimes we want to now make two rakat salah, before we even made the salam, we're waiting now, when it will fall in my lap? Whereas, the Sahaba also, we see the incidents, the Sahabi comes home, they say nothing to eat. So he goes, he makes two rakats, salam. he comes back, still nothing, he goes back to make another two rakats. And then he does this several times. Now, that's a Sahabi of Nabi, and he's going several times, and making these two two rakats. We made two rakats before Salam, and what kind of two rakats also? At the end, in the Tashawud, we're sitting, we forgot what we read in the first rakat. And before the Salam, we're waiting for it to fall in our lap. So yes, we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala and make dua, make salatul haja, give some sadaqat, and beg Allah wa Ta'ala for every need of dunya and akhirat. And turn to Allah Ta'ala in every situation, inshallah we'll find that Allah Ta'ala will keep us peaceful, content, happy, and in all the conditions, Allah Ta'ala will look after us and protect us. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah.
0: The most <laughs> <laughs> Sayyidina الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا, كثيراً يا رب صل sir. Yes, أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم sir. الله عنا نبينا sir. صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. no, no, sallallahu ta'ala alaihi wa Dil ho ek غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں نامہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا ab to rahe bastan na ilaha na ilaha na ilaha illallah na ilaha na ilaha illallah na ilaha in the law, 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 <ترجمة> <تصفيق> محمد الرسول الله>, الله, <محمد رسول> الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله
2: وعن <عمّ> نواهده <الله> <الله> جل <جلاله عمّ نواله> <اله> and Allah <laughs> and Allah 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 Allah
0: Muhammad Rasulullah, Sallallahu who Tabaraka, what Aala, Ali, he was seldom. Allah, Malaka, Hamdullah, like a Shukrukullah, Malah, Norsi, Thana, and Ali, and Takama, Athne, Tala, Nafsik, Jazallah, Hana, Nabi, and Muhammad, and Sonallah, Bima, who are all. ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر ورحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العازل الأكرم اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وامتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان Allahumma inna nas'anuk al-afwa wal-afiyah wal-mu'afat al-da'ima fi d-deen wal-dunya wal-akhirah wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata minan-naar wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata minan-naar wal-fawza bil-jannati
1: wal-najata minan-naar ilahu mm-hmm. al-alamin ya Allah O oh, most merciful Allah most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah ilahu al-alamin ya Allah all your ni'mas, all your bounties ya Allah every moment we are benefiting from ya Allah Every moment we are using your countless ni'mat, yeah Ya yeah, Allah. Ya yeah, Allah, you have showed us with so much, Ya yeah, Allah. yet we have been so ungrateful, Ya yeah, Allah. Yeah, Allah, all your ni'mat you have used it against your commands, Ya yeah, Allah. Ya yeah, Allah, we've used your ni'mat to break your commands, Ya yeah, Allah. Let... Ya yeah, Allah, you forgive us, Ya yeah, Allah. Yeah, Allah forgive all our major and in minor sins, Ya yeah, Allah. Ya yeah, Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive our families, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Allah forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah. Ya yeah, Allah shower down your fira to the ummati ya allah ya allah shower down your grace on the ummati ya allah ya allah show down your mercy on the ummati allah ya allah remove the difficulties and trials and hardships of the ummati ya allah ilahul alamin grant afiat to the entire ummati allah ya allah we acknowledge whatever is happening is a result of our sins ya allah, ya allah It's all our ill deeds ya allah ilahul alamin you forgive us ya allah allah give us the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmati allah ya allah save us from those amal that bring down your azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you protect us ya allah allah keep us safe ya allah Allah, you guide us, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Allah purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah purify our hearts, Allah. Allah, we filled every filth into our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, this heart was a place for your love, Ya Allah. This heart was a place for your body Ya Allah. Allah, this soul and is. Starving, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've been so concerned about this body, Ya Allah. We completely forgot this soul and ruh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shine our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill it with your Muhabbat and love, Ya Allah. Allah, fill it with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, fill it with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Zikr and Dua, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the haram actions, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Allah you give us the tawfiq of amal salih Saliha, Ya Allah. enable us to perform our five times Salah with jama'a, Ya Allah. And grant us khushu and khudu in our Salah, Ya Allah. enable us to perform such a Salah which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Enable us to make the of the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make zikr daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to remember you daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill all your rights, Ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill the rights of your servants also, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with compassion for your makhluk, Ya Allah. Let us be merciful and compassionate to our parents also, Ya Allah. Even compassion has gone out of the hearts for parents, Ya Allah. Compassion has gone out of the hearts for even spouses, Ya Allah. Compassion has gone out of the hearts for children, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with love and mercy, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with kindness and compassion, Ya Allah. Save us from becoming a source of taklif for others, Ya Allah. Save us from becoming a means of burden for our own parents, Ya Allah. Save us from becoming a burden for our spouses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from becoming a burden for our children, Ya Allah. Allah save us from becoming a burden for the Ummah of Rasulullah. What kind of pain was becoming on the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah. When our amal are presented to him, Ya Allah. Allah, how ungrateful we have been for all his sacrifices, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from causing this hurt and pain to Rasulullah. You give us a thought of bringing, ya Allah, happiness and coolness to his heart, ya Allah. Ya Allah enable us to do those actions that will bring comfort to him, ya Allah. ya Allah. ya Allah. all those who are sick, give them shifa kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, give them complete shifa and afiyat, ya, ya Allah. remove every trace of every illness, ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us cure to all of us spiritual ailments also, ya Allah. and cure also from all of us physical ailments as well, ya Allah. Ilahul all those who are in financial difficulties ya Allah remove their difficulties yalla, ya enable the easy payments of everybody's debts ya Allah ilahul alamin grant halal and tayyib risk toward all yalla, ya grant barakah in each one's risk ya Allah ilahul alamin save each one any kind of difficulty in the risk ya Allah ilahul alamin those who are in any other kind of hardship and problem and difficulty yalla, ya you remove every hardship and difficulty yalla, ya remove all the anxieties and worries and sorrows and depression, whatever other difficulties ya Allah ilahul alamin all those who have passed away. Fill their covers with nur. Ya Allah, make their complete makhfirat. Ya Allah, give them the highest stages in the akhirat. Ya Allah, ya Allah, at the time of our death take us with the kalima La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman-e-kamil. Ya Allah, Allah, take us on tauba-n-nasouh. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, ya Allah, the time of our death. Ya Allah, ya Allah, you take us in such a condition. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, that we are in a condition of ibadat. Ya Allah, ya Allah, in a condition. Ya Allah, ya Allah, that we are in your sajda, ya allah it says that to you, Ya Allah. Alameen, ya, ya Allah. take us in such a condition, Ya Allah. That our iman is at its peak, Ya Allah. Ilahu save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from death in a condition of haram, Ya Allah. Alameen, Ya Allah. How heedless we are of mouth, Ya Allah. Yalla, ya can come at any second, Ya Allah. Yet we become so heedless that we involve ourselves in so many d- ill deeds, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from that condition that moth comes to us in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahu Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make du'a for them, Ya Allah, fulfill every need of theirs of Dunya and Akhirat Ya Allah. grant them the best of dunya and the best of Akhirati Allah. Yahu la all those who are present, Ya Allah. you are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. you know what is in each person's heart, Ya Allah. fulfill each one's needs from the Ghib, Ya Allah. Allah remove each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Yahuala mean fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Yahuala meen Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging for all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah some sort of refuge from Allah, well, you grant us protection as well, mm-hmm. yah Allah. Mm-hmm. Allahumma inna asaluka min khairi ma saala wa habibuka sijiduna Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We are grateful to you for the protection of your Messenger and
0: Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and wa al sallallahu ta'ala ala